This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. If you enjoy tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at ParamountShop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of Evening News, and you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com. Tonight, Hurricane Ian makes landfall again, this time battering South Carolina with strong winds and high storm surge. The threat of flooding continues in major East Coast cities. We'll show you where it's heading. The Category 1 hurricane slams the East Coast, leaving people trapped by floodwaters. CBS's Mark Strassman is in Myrtle Beach, where rescues are underway. That's the Atlantic Ocean right there, spilling here into the streets. The death toll in Florida rises, and the miles and miles of devastation as people return to what's left of their homes. Our team of correspondents is on the ground as Florida begins its long recovery. CBS's Meg Oliver is in Orlando, where sheriff's deputies formed a human chain to pull a woman to safety. Vladimir Putin defiantly claims Ukrainian territory in a bizarre ceremony to rally the Russian people. CBS's Charlie Daggett reports from Ukraine tonight on the new threats and America's response. And on the road, CBS's Steve Hartman has the story of a 91-year-old superfan with a record to be proud of. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Friday night. And as we come on the air, Ian is now a post-tropical cyclone, but it is still bringing dangerous conditions to much of the East Coast. Ian slammed into the South Carolina coast as a strong Category 1 storm, packing winds of 85 miles per hour. 
The storm made landfall in the U.S. for the second time near the historic town of Georgetown. With torrential rains and floodwaters, South Carolina's governor is urging residents to stay inside. The storm will continue to bring flooding rain from the Carolinas to the mid-Atlantic and even up to New York over the weekend. Tonight, we're getting a clearer picture of the devastation Hurricane Ian left behind in the state of Florida. There are rescues happening right now. It could also be the most expensive storm in Florida's history. We have team coverage tonight, and CBS's Mark Strassman is going to start us off from Myrtle Beach. Mark, what's it like where you are? Well, tonight, Nora, there's a state of emergency caused by Ian in five southeast states, and I want to show you one example of why behind me. You see that beach shrimp boat? First, the crew had to evacuate, and then the storm pushed it two miles to shore. Ian smacks every place hard. Today, the South Carolina coast, places like Charleston and Pawleys Island, police there called flooding catastrophic. Oh, man, it's washing it away. In Cherry Grove, the local pier washed away into the Atlantic. This Category 1 hurricane brought misery galore, 85-mile-per-hour winds, up to 7 feet of storm surge, and in some spots, 8 inches of rain. It's still very dangerous, and there's still winds even where there's not much water. And where there's too much water, a half block from Myrtle Beach itself, we watched this rescue. Apartment residents trapped by a moat four feet deep, plucked to safety by fire crews. It got really bad. We thought we could just, you know. Ride it out. And what happened? That generator started smoking. And the water started rising? Yeah. Near where the Atlantic pours onto Ocean Boulevard, we rode with Master Corporal Thomas Vest. His message to blunt Ian's human cost. But again, you know, the big thing for us is, is making sure people stay safe, stay inside and off the roadways so we can keep emergency responders focused on safety and, and, uh, and out of floodwaters. South of here is a South Carolina region known as the low country, areas that are at sea level or below, vulnerable to flooding, and tonight, overwhelmed by water. Nora? Yeah, worried about them. Mark Strassman, thank you. Well, turning now to the devastation in Florida, where rescues are still underway and expected to continue until tomorrow. President Biden says this search operation is the largest in recent history. In Orlando, entire neighborhoods remain underwater after getting up to 14 inches of rain. And that's where we find CBS's Meg Oliver tonight. Good evening, Meg. Is there anybody in there? Tonight, newly released video shows harrowing moments as sheriff's deputies formed a human chain to pull this woman to safety. After her car was swept away by floodwaters. These two men were plucked from their floating car, trapped when the waters quickly rose. Yep. Tonight, many houses and apartment complexes are still completely surrounded by water. How high did the water come? Okay, it looks like about here. Lydia Nice de stayed up all night as Hurricane Ian hit, watching the rising water creep up to her front door, knowing that she has no flood insurance. Have you ever seen flooding like this in your neighborhood? No, never, never. I've been, we've been in this house for like 16 years and then in the country for like 20 something years and we've never seen anything like this before. Across Orlando, airboats made their way through flooded neighborhoods all day, rescuing residents who had no way out. 
This woman was one of dozens evacuated by boat. Rescue crews carried others to higher ground. Some braved the flooded streets by car. Others used kayaks to get around. So this is definitely the, the worst hurricane I've been through. Orlando resident Juan Ceballos was evacuated by the National Guard. And we just packed like a quick like tub full of stuff and then just walked out. Orlando's theme parks, which have been closed the last two days, partially reopened. High water yesterday stranded some people in their hotel at Universal Resorts. That's Meg Oliver reporting tonight from Orlando. And as Ian heads north, let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis from our partners at the Weather Channel with what we can expect in the days ahead. Good evening, Mike. Nora, good evening. Ian dealing a heavy blow to South Carolina, making landfall officially 205 this afternoon as a Category 1 hurricane near Georgetown, South Carolina, winds 85 miles per hour. It has since been downgraded, no longer a hurricane, but still likely to produce some very gusty winds. Look at some of the winds we saw today. A high gust, 92 miles per hour in places like Charleston, 68 mile per hour winds. And we've got a long way to go with this still as it comes inland and likely to produce some very heavy rain, very gusty winds and the surge should begin to come down overnight tonight. The future radar shows a lot of rain spreading along the I-95 corridor and this weekend right into the northeast. It's not leaving our shores, Nora, until sometime early Monday morning. Mike, thank you. Tonight, the confirmed death toll in Florida stands at 22, but that number is expected to rise. Evacuated residents have begun returning to their homes only to find neighborhoods they no longer recognize. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas is in hard-hit Fort Myers. Good evening, Manuel. Good evening, Nora. The hurricane may have moved on, but as you can see, the effects of Ian remain. There are many neighborhoods like this one where the streets are still covered by water. Those who can begin the cleanup process are, do are doing so, but they are also sharing stories about how they survived. Carrie fought and Jonathan Richards rode out the hurricane inside their house. He's screaming at me, get in the attic, get in the attic, get food, get water. So I'm grabbing treats, I'm grabbing bottled water. How I'm long were you in the attic? From 4.30 in the afternoon till 6.50 in the morning. Yes. And what was that like? Awful. Awful. For hours, they huddled together as water inundated the ground level of their Fort Myers home. Today, they showed us what's left. So the line was already up to here, no. pretty much. The line's here. Despite oh, orders in. to evacuate, many people across Florida's southwest coast sheltered in place during the storm. Now, search and rescue teams are uncovering scenes of enormous loss. Let me paint the picture for you. The water was up over the rooftop, right? But we had a Coast Guard rescue swimmer swim down into it, and he could identify that it appeared to be uh, human remains. Rescue workers are going door to door and have gone through more than 3,000 homes, according to Governor Ron DeSantis, who met today with the head of FEMA. These images show Fort Myers Beach before and after Ian obliterated the landscape here. Their beloved pier is gone. Mile after mile, utter devastation. Entire communities leveled. Still, days after the storm slammed Florida, nearly two million customers are without power, some without water. Today, President Biden said 44,000 crews from 33 states are in Florida working around the clock to get the power back on. But it will take time. We see what you're going through and we're with you. We're going to do everything we can for you. 
The dangers that come after the storm also remain tonight. Officials are warning people about possible injuries during cleanup and with the traffic lights being off or with no power for them, uh, you know, that creates a sort of disaster gridlock on the streets that can slow emergency response times. Nora. Yeah, witness to that. Manny, thank you so much for all your wonderful reporting this week. Well, tonight, the Coast Guard has helped rescue more than 100 people across the Sunshine State, many stranded by the floodwaters surrounding their destroyed homes, including this dramatic helicopter rescue of two people and three cats from Sanibel Island. CBS's Omar Villafranca is in Clearwater, where he just returned from a trip with the Coast Guard as they surveyed the most devastated areas. As we traveled closer to Ian's landfall, the power of the storm was obvious from the air. We saw boats swept inland, piled on top of each other. We could see insides of homes that were missing roofs. Others were crushed and scraped down to their foundations. The storm's churning water forever changed the coastline. This is the Sanibel Bridge, or what's left of it. It's the only way on and off Sanibel Island. Hurricane Ian's winds and storm surge washed out the bridge in three spots, and it could take months to fix. Coast Guard crews carried out dramatic rescues. How are you guys? A family was pulled to safety off Sanibel Island. Here, a guardsman rescued a man who lives on his boat, which was pushed on shore by the storm. Rear Admiral Brendan McPherson. They're not just out rescuing people they don't know. They're rescuing people that they have lunch with, they, they socialize with, they're in part of the community with. So it impacts us too. Army Corps of Engineers Brigadier General Daniel Hibner got a bird's eye view of roads, bridges, and other vital structures. What are you looking for? Pump stations, we're looking at nursing homes, uh, hospitals. The Coast Guard is working with FEMA, the National Guard, and local search and rescue teams to help speed up rescue and recovery. In a situation like this, where you've got devastation on the ground, where it's unrecognizable, it really takes a unity of effort. In the aftermath of the storm, the Coast Guard has rescued at least 150 people and 52 pets. They have been so busy that some of the guardsmen and women who are based here, some haven't had a chance to check on their own homes. Nora? Omar, thank you so much. And a major development in the war on Ukraine today. The Biden administration hit Russia with new sanctions after Vladimir Putin illegally claimed a chunk of the country, roughly the size of the state of Virginia. CBS's Charlie Daggett is in eastern Ukraine with more, including Putin's latest attack on civilians. And we do want to warn you that some of these images are disturbing. Vladimirovich Putin. In full stride, a triumphant Vladimir Putin laid claim to four Ukrainian territories today, locking hands with the hand-picked leaders of those illegally annexed regions. He joined chants of Russia, Russia filling the Kremlin's St. George Hall. In a menacing speech, Putin doubled down on his threat to use nuclear weapons, citing that the U.S. had created a precedent in the use of nuclear force in World War II. In Red Square tonight, he vowed to protect the regions, even though Russia doesn't have full control over any of them. This is what Russian protection looks like. A woman's handbag sits in her lap, a driver's hand still clutching the wheel. 
Officials tell CBS News at least 30 people were killed when shrapnel from Russian missiles tore through a civilian convoy this morning in Zaporizhia. Police tell us this convoy was lined up, ready to head into Russian-held territory to help loved ones, maybe to help loved ones escape when multiple rockets and missiles came raining down. This is no random attack. Young children were among the dead. There were no military targets here, just families who'd come to provide some kind of assistance to those trapped under Russian occupation. But they never got that far. Today, a defiant President Zelensky officially applied for a fast track to NATO membership, maybe more symbolic than realistic. It would require a unanimous vote and place NATO and the U.S. in a direct military confrontation with Russia. Nora? Charlie Daggett, thank you. And there is outrage across the NFL tonight after the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins suffered another brutal blow to the head. That story when we return. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Tonight, the NFL and Players Union are investigating whether the Miami Dolphins violated concussion protocols after the team's quarterback sustained two devastating hits within days. Tua Tungo-Vailoa was thrown to the ground and slammed his head during last night's game in Cincinnati. Look, you can see him on the field with his fingers clenched. He was down for more than seven minutes before being taken away on a stretcher. Just four days earlier, the quarterback hit his head in a game against the Buffalo Bills. He stumbled to the ground and then later returned to the field. The team said he'd injured his back and ankle and cleared him to play last night. Well, tonight he's back home in Miami recovering. Here in Washington, Justice Ketanji Brown-Jackson, the first black woman to serve on the U.S. Supreme Court, made an appearance at the court today. With President Biden and Vice President Harris on hand, Justice Jackson took part in a ceremonial welcoming for the new justice. Chief Justice Roberts wished Jackson, quote, a long and happy career in our common calling. The high court's new term begins on Monday. Well, there's a dramatic new shift coming to late night TV with Daily Show host Trevor Noah making a surprise announcement. That's next. Comedian Trevor Noah stunned his audience Thursday night announcing that he's stepping down as host of The Daily Show. And, and I realized that after the seven years, um, my time is up. I, uh, yeah, but in, 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 the most, in the most beautiful way. 
Well, the 38-year-old South African says he's loved finding ways to make people laugh throughout the Trump presidency and COVID pandemic. It's not known what's next for Noah, when his last show will be, or who might replace him. We wish him luck. All right, coming up next, On the Road, you don't want to miss this incredible story ahead. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Finally tonight, it's that time of the year for Friday Night Lights in high schools across the country. CBS's Steve Hartman found some undeniable school spirit on the road. Let's go! Fire! We came to Antioch Community High School near Chicago to meet the record holder, the undisputed champion of showing up. 91-year-old superfan Steve Young hasn't missed a single Antioch football game since 1946. Not that there haven't been close calls, like the summer he got in a traffic accident in a thunderstorm. I had 11 broken bones, punctured left lung, uh-huh. And while I was laying on a stretcher, I got hit by lightning, knocked me off the stretcher. And, and wait, 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 you got hit by lightning while you're on the stretcher? On the stretcher. They got me in the hospital, and uh, the one doctor says, he's not going to make it. And uh, I says, you guys don't know what you're talking about. I said, I've got a game to go to. <laughs> and sure enough, a few weeks later, he was at the season opener. But it's not just football. Steve has also been to virtually every basketball game, softball game, and volleyball match. He goes to tennis matches, golf matches, and even bowling tournaments. He is omnipresent at more than 20 sports, plus plays and concerts. We talked to students and former students across three generations. He was at our games. No matter what. Rain or shine. Home or away. Every single one. He's always there. For some athletes, it's maybe the the only person that they have at the game, so. Steve says that's true. Kids have told him so. I've had kids come up and say, my my parents never show up for anything. What's that like to hear? (laughs) He kind of hits home. And it's a big reason why he does it. Recently, as a thank you for his 76 years of love and support, the school made Steve Grand Marshal of the Homecoming Parade and honored him at a game where all that cheering he'd done for others finally echoed back. A resounding message that sometimes the most important thing you can do for a child is just be there, no matter what. Somehow, some way I'd make it. 
you know, you're not going to live forever. You're going to miss a game. Who says? <laughs> I stand corrected. Steve Hartman on the road in Antioch, Illinois. One of the most important lessons for all of us to remember. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night, and I hope you have a great weekend. Some puzzles are hard to solve. Others are hard to prove. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Access episodes early and ad-free with 48 Hours Plus on Apple Podcasts. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Varian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus.